Welcome to the eighth episode of the Real Life Diabetes Podcast by DiabetesDailyGrind.com with Amber Clore, co-founder, and myself, the other co-founder, Ryan Fightmaster, holding a discussion of our own about travel and uncertainty today, sticking to routine or breaking out, trying new things, or continuing to grill chicken just like you always have in your hotel room. What's worth it? And in our experience, what's our differences, especially out here on the Sandwich Islands? also known as the Hawaiian Islands, specifically Maui. That's where we're at today, podcast number eight. to say right off the bat there are no hotel rooms i'm staying at a resort (laughs) (laughs) just kidding sorry ryan go ahead it's all good okay now that that's clear okay (laughs) um and you guys can use that information to make your judgments about amber any way you want to that's fine it's completely okay okay so before beginning the show (laughs) we have a few more announcements (laughs) during our next show we're launching we're launching an answer everything under the sun episode we've already had a few questions submitted um, about cycling and cgms amber's shot taking diligence over the years and why she stuck to it in everyone's favorite place the pharmacy Uh, if you'd like to hear our own very honest thoughts on something diabetes or life related we actually do love giving uh, life related advice too right absolutely oh yeah yeah we love that stuff Um, go ahead and go to our website diabetesdailyground.com click the blue tab on the right side then speak it's literally that simple record your question We'll answer it in the next show. And we love hearing your voice. I think that helps us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a connection. Go ahead. Love hearing the voice. Like hearing from the people, you know. So stay tuned for the end of today's show uh, for our iTunes review of the week. And thanks again to all of you guys for the emails, the likes, the Amazon banner clicks before you buy, and the general support. You guys rock. So let's get the show started on Hawaiian time, about 7 o'clock Hawaiian time. The sun's going down. It's beautiful out. It's about 80 degrees, soaking up a little ocean breeze, and we're going to get to it. All about Hawaiian life and travel. So thank you guys for tuning in to another show where we live out our most authentic diabetes life, hoping to offer some support for you to do the same. Thanks, guys. Sugar, it ain't a pager, it's a pump, but when I'm jonesing, it comes in handy. Tell me, sugar mama, what's your A1C? Are you into endocrinology? Pricker is a pricker and the pumping is pumping. Beats like Wilford Brimley keep coming, but... So I want to set the scene. We're sitting in a very small, eh, kind of a backyard. I guess if that's what we're going to call it. There are bamboo, um, and the windows are open, and I rented a room via Airbnb from a nice woman named Irene. It's a one-night deal after coming out of a resort in, uh, where was I? Oh, the Royal Lahaina. Yeah. Wonderful, good times, totally recommend it. Mm-hmm. This is my one stop, organic stop, <laughs> to the ne- another part of the island. We are situated in an authentic Hawaiian neighborhood right now. It's awesome. This, this back porch is pretty intimate. When you say intimate, it's pretty... Yeah, I definitely. And there's like a, there's a party across the street. We may crash it. It's a graduation. Oh, yeah. For somebody in high school, there won't be any booze, which will it'll be short and sweet. Oh, if it's, <laughs> if it's a Hawaiian party, there's always booze somewhere. 
<laughs> Always. Yeah, the Hawaiian graduation parties around here are a huge, huge deal. I didn't understand that, but apparently whenever somebody graduates from college, it's kind of like a quinceanera. Or ah. quinceanera. Yeah, very similar kind of uh, party thing hmm. around here. The roast, uh, they do the traditional Hawaiian food. They do the poi. <laughs> Have, do you know what poi is? I do. I, I No. But I've been. Everyone said, "Don't try the poi." Okay, poi's not good. People hate on the poi. I think the poi tastes awesome. It's because you don't eat anything of quality. Okay, that's it has because, tons of flavor. Okay, that's because I eat from the earth. Right, I eat from freshness. All right, and so poi is just a vegetable. It's just a little root. The taro. Maybe I, I will try it. Taro root or something. Yeah, that's the king's exactly. Food yep. Or something. I'll try it. Okay. While on the island, you got to try everything. Got to try it out. Yeah, it, it's not the best <laughs> food. It's a little gummy, but I enjoy the taste. <laughs> I think it's not bad. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure across the street right now, they're roasting up a huge pig. It's been in the ground for two days, I bet. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Probably buried it in the backyard. Put some coals on it. That's what they do on the beach too, don't they? I think so. Yes. Traditional luau style. Mm. All right, so you've been here in Hawaii now for four days? Since Tuesday. I don't know what today is. Saturday? Yep. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So five days. Time's a loose concern out here. <laughs> <laughs> so five days all right so you're five days in you're halfway through the trip basically pretty close i, I can say that because i'm already halfway through my trip too <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the place just hawaii in general your experiences the highlights it's beautiful i was shocked that uh there was more of a desert atmosphere definitely in the part that i stayed in previously um i, I think that another thing that i'm so thankful that my travel agent recommended was you have to have a car I mean, yep. there is no way I could have experienced what I've already experienced without having a vehicle. And totally. um, Unless you wanted to stay in just one town. That's right. It. Yeah, you could trolley around in one town. Well, but and, yeah, every, every side of the island has a different feature. Well, and Bart and Rob from the Royal Lahaina Bar made it clear they are there for 10 days. They do not have a vehicle. They are, you know, take a taxi in mm -hmm. and they don't leave. They don't leave that place because it's yep. a one-stop shop. And literally there's a, a gas station or convenience store within the re resort area. So they are, they know what they're doing. I guess it depends on what you want in a vacation, right? Do you want to explore? Do you want the resort life? Do you want Cabana Boys? Yeah. Catering you with, with food and beverage? We did or have that, yeah. would you rather be hiking through the rainforest, picking off raw mangoes? Right. And doing that. You know, it's it's a different approach. What I think... Not to say that I've actually done that yet on this trip, <laughs> but that, that's that's a pie in the sky. Maybe that can be a part of the one of the hi future hikes. Did and it I, with guava, though. Did do it with some guava. And we tried some random fruit. Mm. I'm glad we're We didn't get sick. We did not get sick. I only took one bite. You ate a whole thing. But that white, the white foam that was coming out of it, like it you is, mentioned, was yeah. a little creepy. A little yes. bit much. Yeah. And I will say, too, for, I mean, I've done a lot of traveling. This was, this has been a stretch for me because, of course, I want the just sit by the pool, mm -hmm. totally relax, whatever. But then I go into what's the point of this trip and it's a little bit more spiritual and how, what other things should I be doing? Then the anxiety sets in because all I want to do is lay in my room and, and relax because I'm exhausted and then I feel guilty and... So I'm trying to find a balance. That's a part of this trip. And today I, anywho, yeah. It's a tough strike though. Yeah. So you came out. You got 10, 10 day, days 10 to day do trip, everything. And you're in a point in your life where you're ready to just kind of kick it, 
relax, but you also want to explore. I think you've done some cool stuff. You went to a winery today, right? I went to a winery, and um, it's funny whenever you get on Google Maps and it says your destination is, let's just say, 24 miles, but it's going to take 52 minutes. I'm thinking, what in the <laughs> God's name are we doing? In Oklahoma City, 24 miles takes 20 minutes. Oh, maybe. <laughs> if you're on the highway, it's like 12. Point being is yeah. that you get into some stretch, uh, narrow roads that uh, you're... I felt at one point I might have needed a four-wheel drive. Oh, definitely. It's totally winding. There's maybe three cars on the road. And um, you're going 20 miles an hour, and that's the reason. And, Ryan, I have to say that at one point in my coming down, <laughs> okay, <laughs> it was 25 miles an hour, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm going 22. And, I, I mean, I was... I felt Guys, like I Amber's a very conservative driver. <laughs> As it is, I, I get say. car sick. That's not true. I've seen you drive really fast. No, and it's just I get car sick. If I'm on a highway, I'm, I'm totally. It's the, the curves. curves. Yeah. And so Ryan likes to be speed racer. Uh, <laughs> so I call. Point being is that that everything takes an hour. Everything takes an hour, and there are so many different climates on the island. Oh my god! For people who have been out here before, um, it's you totally get it. I mean, you can be down on the beach, and you know it's 92 degrees out. It's really hot. Yeah, human. You know, you know, human. really breezy. And then you move five miles due north up the volcano face in your in a vineyard landscape, um, very Mediterranean climate-ish yeah. up there where it's about 70 degrees and at night it's in the 40s. And then you go up to the top of the volcano where it can get really hot during the day. And then in the mornings, it's in the 30s every day. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty wild. Yeah, and it's like that year round. So, so here's a travel tip should you come to this area pack layers the fact that i don't i mean i didn't pack a fleece but i do have a zip up hoodie mm-hmm. period that's i mean it's yeah oh, totally yeah I, at the beginning of the summer whenever i came out here the first week i did that downhill volcano bike tour right and we started up at the top they let us out we saw the sunrise we had to actually get on the shuttle to make it to the top at like 3 a.m it was early yeah. It was it was really early. It's too much. Yeah, it was really, but it was totally worth it. So we get to the top, you can see the sun like break over the top of the clouds. The volcanoes above the clouds. I mean, incredibly picturesque scene. And uh, and then you hop on the bikes and you cruise all the way down the mountain. But it was so cold up there. Totally wasn't ready. Had to bum a jacket from the Airbnb host that I have. Right. And so it's like this really official uh, surfer professional jacket. That's awesome that she had one available. Yeah, it, was pretty, it says like rip curl on it. And me being <laughs> the aspiring surfer out There's here during the summer. There's a sponsorship opportunity, rip curl. Ryan um, is your wet dream. I'm not going to lie. I, I will wear rip curl. Okay. Yeah. I know that I've, I've just been painted into this picture of a person wearing rip curl. And I'm okay with it. I'm embracing it. I would love to. I'd wear it every day. Let's talk about really quickly, because I feel like this would be important for our listeners to know why you're out here, period. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we told people why you were out here. Vacation. Yeah, I'm here to for visit. Me. Yeah. Yeah, I've been out here for four and a half weeks, and I'm here for another week and a half. Total of six weeks. It's the summer between my first year of med school and uh, my second year of med school. And whenever I was thinking about what I wanted to do, I felt like I had a little bit of adventure in my heart. wanted to set sail, get to a beach somewhere, and always wanted to surf. For some reason, it just felt right. So ended up out here on Hawaii, found a really good good deal on Airbnb, and I've been hitting the surf as much as I possibly can and uh, with uh, with limited success, but progress. Much limited progress. success. The fact that you can get up on a surfboard <laughs> is amazing. Okay, so. for people who, who come out and surf, okay, and they go back home and they, they did it for one day off of their resort or something, they go back home and they tell their family members, like, yeah, I totally stood up on a board. I surfed. Okay, that... That is ridiculous. 
that is because you know how they surf because the surf instructor sits behind them behind the break in the wave and pushes them into the wave right okay the 99 percent of the battle when you surf is the swimming and in oklahoma we don't swim we don't swim especially yeah we don't swim i, no. I can get in the water like two times a year you, you jump know? in you're you've got a beer and you yeah exactly you're, totally yeah, you're usually not swimming with the course light right it's not a common thing right. so get out here and the swimming was insane i could swim for 10 minutes straight catch maybe one wave and then really struggle to get back out and it took probably 10 times in the water where now i can actually swim into waves full speed and feel good and pop up 10 times we will have and that just can't happen on a regular vacation you need i to be out have here yet for a while. to witness this in my five days so there's Ryan, not a whole lot of proof on this i've yeah. one picture so far <laughs> we we have a new gopro so my goal is to actually document what ryan claims to be uh, surfing okay if this video never appears on the show notes for this this uh this means that everything i just said is a complete lie because there will be well, no now proof. we've got a challenge it's a real challenge i'm gonna have to stand up now <laughs> all right look for me shredding it pretty soon yeah it'll be up there all right so the purpose of today's podcast is to get into travel and just to talk about all the little things that it takes to be a person with diabetes who hits the road prepares experiences a trip and what kind of attitudes what kind of uh, prep goes into it and that's what we're going to talk about today so that's where we're going. And I want to be more specific because I think hitting the road can be very different from, uh, I think, totally more, more specifically that since this was a full day travel day of travel to come in to flip your world kind of upside down, especially like for someone like myself who gives their Atlanta shot at 548 every morning. Um, so there's a lot of other things that are to be considered unless you're, uh, you know, and as opposed to getting in the car and you know you're going to be there for two days there's a little bit more control agreed big difference between taking off from oklahoma city on a road trip to austin texas yeah same time zone no real issues you already know where you're going to stay with your friends to go into hawaii five hour difference from central standard time totally yeah five hours behind and so yeah it's been a major adjustment so you gotta you gotta tell us how's it initially been getting here and doing the lantis shot well i as um there was a lot of stress in my normal life leading up to the packing as I recently it's up to you uh, I'm changing my career path considerably so I just resigned from my day job as an executive director and um, so there was a lot more on my mind and on my plate so I feel like my packing and planner mentality was a little bit different no regrets no worries I still made it and had I packed the wrong insulin pen I mean, I know that sounds crazy. Guys, this crazy. is so unlike Amber, by the way, for anybody listening. <laughs> this is... I right. packed an old one in my purse. And so when I arrive in Dallas... So I left Oklahoma City at 5 a.m. I had to be at the airport by 3.30 a.m. I got like an hour's an hour worth of sleep. You're a zombie? I'm a zombie. Point. You're a zombie. And I'm, ex you know, I'm just and mentally drained from everything else that's going on in my life. And uh, roll into Dallas. I have a two and a half hour layover. I wanted to have a good breakfast. Just really ground myself before i got on the seven and a half or eight hour plus long flight and uh get into the moment i'm like oh my god i have the wrong pen i hope to god there's enough insulin in this just for my lantern shot for today and it was like a holy shit moment and um yeah because you're on a plane there's you can't go there's places nothing. you can't there are no pharmacies in an airport that can 
fix the problem. Hey, well, how come there isn't a pharmacy in an airport? Doesn't that make question. a lot of sense? I mean, CVS, mm. for the love of God, there's your plug. Especially in DFW, that Jesus. international. International airports. People, I mean, that. So, okay. yeah, sorry. thank goodness I had travel insurance should anything have happened. Point being is I, I did have enough in that old pen and I just hope for the best that it wasn't spoiled or whatever because it had, I don't even know why I had it. And it worked. It worked for the most part. My <laughs> blood sugar was a little high for the next day, but yeah. And uh, I set an alarm for me to give the next Lanta shot, which would be one oh one a.m. Hawaii time. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, but since you started taking those shots, you haven't noticed any random highs, no. random lows in the morning. Everything's been fine. Whenever I travel and change time zones and go places, my morning blood sugars usually aren't all that different. Yeah. Like, I haven't noticed any difference in the morning blood sugars since I've been out here. I've been pleasantly surprised that everything has been between, I would say, 110 and 150. That's awesome. Which is goal range, with the exception of this morning, it was 66, but... Mm-hmm. I woke up low this morning, too. Yeah. Other factors were probably a part of that, so... Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. But going back to the packing, so, Ryan, how much... I know that you put up a couple of photos, and maybe we'll put this in the podcast stuff but packing how much does your all the shit you have to pack take up you know what i mean i do i totally know and did you carry on or do you pack it okay these are these are the big questions i i usually pack enough diabetes supplies for one week in my carry-on and that's like a couple of sites for the insulin pump right one cgm sensor a vial of insulin um but i don't pack in in that i don't pack the uh the extra needles and the lantus just in case. Oh, I put wow. that in the suitcase with hmm. all the other sites, the batteries for the pump, the test strips. I put a couple of vials in the carry-on. So I basically split it up. So I'm not carrying like for six weeks. I mean, it was like, man, it was, it was basically half a backpack full of uh, supplies because yeah. you got to have the inserter for the CGM, mm-hmm. that, that plastic inserter. You got to have yeah. the inserter for the pump sites, for the silhouettes. And so that, all the, those two things went into the carry-on also and so i just had it in a neat big ziploc bag threw it out on the conveyor belt when we got through security <laughs> cruised right on through and uh so yeah that that was it we can talk a little bit more about security in a second but uh, as far as packing goes that's that's basically how it went down it was a ton of stuff that instagram photo yeah that's what six weeks of diabetes life looks like makes me really think you know like how many pieces of plastic we could save if we recycled diabetes stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be the God. yeah the environmental breakdown. Right. Somebody's uh, probably written about that, but yeah. All right, what about you? I, carry on, bag. Well, just what are because you doing? I'm here for a shorter amount of time, everything was for me was on carry on. I've had a couple of experiences, especially uh, two years ago when I went to New York and to Vermont. Uh, is the first time in my life, knock on wood, that my bags did not come 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 with me, and uh, and I even call. I said. Hey, man, all of my supplies are on in that suitcase. Mm-hmm. I don't care what we need to pay to get them, but I need them tonight. Yep. And they were really kind about everything, but that was just a lesson learned. And now I keep everything with me. So That's a good call. It takes the planning and it takes an, another minute and it takes a little bit of mind energy to do. So if you're packing late at night, this may be something that you just like, you know, I'm just going to throw all my stuff except my tester into the suitcase but it's totally worth it proven time and time again and you know what this pack it in the carry-on this sparks um, a future post and or a checklist we could create a travel checklist international road trip 
day trip. Absolutely. All the things that the diabetic person or the person with diabetes. <laughs> hey, did you see your mind? Your mind just caught it. Yeah. Um, well, well done. Yeah. It, what, well what done. We're thinking about. And sometimes. Thanks, Kelly McKeever for that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly. That was our last podcast. So, anywho, future, future list coming soon. So, what's your biggest fear when you hop on an airplane and uh, you're worried about diabetes? taking a trip what's the fear that comes to mind i think for me because i have a i choose a restricted diet as Mm -hmm. so do you you know you do as well however that's said um will i be able to eat anything (laughs) do i have enough snacks when i say when you say restricted diet uh, amber amber doesn't eat a whole lot of red meat or pork i don't eat any point i don't eat red meat pork goat lamb Green peppers. She, she also eats a little bit of a repetitive diet. I'm pretty. I've got my You're pretty yeah. locked in on a few things. I know. I'm trying to diversify. And let me no, say that no, in but this Hawaii, is good though, because there's perks to that. That's a good thing. In Hawaii, I've really, really branched out. I've eaten my body weight in fish every day. But what's um, your what's your favorite fish so far? I don't know that I have one. Mm. I, I think everything has been delicious and prepared differently. Oh, yeah. I had mahi mahi enchiladas. Whoa, that sounds crazy, and I was teetering on it but they were delicious yeah awesome anywho uh awesome and goat cheese there's a lot of goat cheese here which is great i had a mean tofu sandwich the other day too it was oh yeah we need hey let's link that for sure we had the i had the we had the one of the best lunches i've ever had in my life yeah it was probably the second day you were in town we met up and we went to makawao a town up in the up country in maui above paia and we went to this place called the market fresh bistro and gosh it was fresh everything local growing all their stuff right there Local made tofu, even fresh fish I didn't know that. caught wow. that morning. Yep. I mean, God, yeah, it was incredible. I had yeah. the fish uh, catch of the day. I had it blackened. I let the wait staff kind of guide me and uh, a tomato salad with mm-hmm. brie. I think it was brie or goat cheese fritters. Yes. Jesus yeah. Christ. It was nuts. Kalamata olives. It was, it was delicious. Anywho. It was insane. Yeah. My Should sandwich be- had like all that roasted eggplant uh, and uh, zucchini. And zucchini and all kinds of crazy good stuff. Squash. Yeah, if you're ever in delicious. this area, that's a plug for that restaurant for sure. Huge plug to that place. It was, and let me say this: walking in, mm-hmm. you wouldn't. Uh, I feel like it's not a swanky restaurant. The quality of the food was ten times that of a five-star restaurant. In my Definitely mind, not, not swanky at all. Yeah, real laid back. And on your way back into town, as you go through Paya, you got to stop at Mana Foods, the local grocery oh, store. Oh, good call there too. And get really cheap produce, papaya at a dollar per pound. I've been eating my body weight <laughs> every week. Ryan has been surviving Basically. off of fruit. And two, we had a really good happy hour at Charlie's. Charlie's, yeah. Will and Will Nelson's. Nelson's. Yeah. I mean, hello. Yeah, like $3 beers and really cheap appetizers, 4 yeah, bucks. that's great. Yeah, around here, that is pennies. Pennies. <laughs> I mean, that's not, it, the, yeah. that's not to sound ridiculous, but yeah. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> All right, so back to the preparation. Food that you're taking in on your bag when you go in what kind of snacks you bring in well I especially for up. a flight like this because it was seven hours i messed up this time and i had seeds uh pumpkin seeds spicy okay. pumpkin speed seeds excuse me nuts um, like a couple cliff bars kashi bar green apple that's pretty solid but i did not mm-hmm. prepare for the fact that i was gonna be on the plane for eight hours and thought i knew i'd have to pay for a meal but i i probably could have or should have picked up something in the Dallas airport that is a sandwich or a staple that I know that I'm comfortable with. 
um, which was not the case. So in an eight hour flight, I had a salad and a couple, a little bit of vodka. <laughs> seeds. I like how you snuck that in there. Yeah. At the very end. Yeah. What about you, Ryan? What are you? I, I think what you're talking about is a pretty common dilemma because you bring all these snack foods on your bag. Oh, I'm and a then snacky person. About four hours into the flight, you've got to decide am I just going to continue to eat trail mix exactly. and energy bars all the way until I get there? Or am I going to eat real food? And real food um, used as a. Loosely. Quite loosely to describe some of the food that's served on the airplane. Although it's getting better and it's getting healthier. They have hummus on almost every single airplane now, which is... That is amazing. Which is exciting. I know that's crazy. You can crazy. get a fruit cup. You get, you get a fruit cup. Yeah. <laughs> Probably without even sugar added. Yeah. It's great. Um, on my bag, I had I had a couple of Bobo's oat bars. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that means nothing to me, but... Yeah, they're basically just oat bars. <laughs> Big apricot and maple. And maybe a cliff bar. I had... Some pumpkin seeds, also. Had some trail mix. Had some granola. Had a banana, an Here, apple. Here's my question for that: mm-hmm. the granola and other things. Let's let's be honest. When you're on a plane, you're one big <laughs> ball of germs. I mean, oh, so for sure. we're eating this shit with our hands. Oh yeah. That's another thing to be thinking of. And I, at one point, was like, Airplanes I straight up have gross. cooties. It's so gross in there, man. Right. Oh. Yeah, but we survived. Nobody's sick yet. <laughs> Knock on. <laughs> bamboo as we get as we get bit by mosquitoes <laughs> yeah. under the uh the uh the bristling palm trees <laughs> that's a word um so yeah okay but we so made it we made it over here and uh and now we're here how much so battery life do we have on this deal i think we we're good? doing all right okay I think we're good yeah. to go it still shows that we have plenty of time to talk uh which moves us into the airport Okay, we talked a little bit about security uh, security a second ago. And I think if you were talking to an endocrinologist, this endocrinologist would say, have your signed piece of paper, uh, affidavit or something that says that you have diabetes ready, hand that to the security specialist so then you don't have any issues with your carry-on or your pump or <laughs> anything. All right, so what happens in real life? What do you do? When I went to Australia, since it was such a longer flight, I told them as I was going through security that I'm a diabetic because I had a ton of medical supplies with me. Mm-hmm. This time, I didn't say anything. What I was totally thrown by, maybe this is the first time, they wanted to... I didn't have a choice. I don't think I could have said no. Um, they wanted... They put some a chemical on my palms to test for because apparently I look like I've got a bomb or whatever. Kudos. They got to do whatever they got to do. But... The immediate thought on my mind in the diabetes world is, is this what what the hell is this chemical? And because I'm going to have to test my blood sugar in a minute, what is it? And is it going to affect my, what it actually comes out as? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Did you ever figure out what that chemical was? No, but I'm going to do some investigative work. <laughs> <laughs> I may interview someone. And actually, they probably wouldn't tell me. I don't know. I've got a similar story to that, too. Yeah. I've actually never been called out for having needles, pump supplies, insulin, any of that stuff. By security, not once. I'd knock on wood, but that's never happened. And I've taken everything through security, and it's never been an issue. But the only time that <laughs> it's been just kind of interesting is whenever I decided to opt out of the big scanner. Okay. Yeah. So whenever the scanners came through a couple of years ago, I was traveling for my job, and I was, you know, I was like, I don't want this extra radiation in my life. I'm not so sure about this. I'm just right. gonna opt out. So I opt out. They pull me to the side. I get the uh, the up close and personal pat down. People uh, How close touching they my get? bum. Oh, pretty close. 
pretty close because they got to they got to check all those crevices, you know. And so, <laughs> not too close, not too close. I hate the word crevice. Go ahead. Uh, crevice is pretty, uh, yeah. But so I pull the pump out of my pocket and they they scan it and he's like okay okay but we need to go ahead and use one of those wipes to test for hazardous materials on your on your insulin pump it's like okay cool so he takes it you know (laughs) wipes down the insulin pump takes over the machine and he comes back and he goes uh your device there it uh it tested positive for uh, one of the uh the watched chemicals i was like what have I? What have I been touching? Who am I traveling well, with? Well, and let's not Something kid ourselves, Ryan. You, you you lick your finger when you test your blood sugar, so God knows where your pump has been. There could have been a hazardous material situation. That's a good point. Yeah, the other day on Instagram, I actually <laughs> asked the audience when was the last time they cleaned their pump because <laughs> I, I I do not know. But this this is going to require some Lysol. <laughs> but so he did another test and ended up coming up negative. But. Uh, my family <laughs> was traveling with me and they're just sitting over there on the bench. Like, dude, if you just went through the security scanner, this wouldn't have been an issue at all. <laughs> Who was more pissed, mom or dad? <laughs> I think they were both just laughing, you know, because okay. they, they know me, we have an understanding. And right. Yeah, it was fine. It all worked out. Actually, yeah, they were on that. That wasn't a work thing. That was that was with the fam. See, right. but that was really the only security kind of thing that I've ever, I've ever been through. Yeah. Once you yeah. make it through security... Uh, if you're in the airport, where do you go to eat? Oh God! Well, because I what do you look poorly for? packed my snacks. I you know in this one because I purposefully I asked my um, travel agent that I wanted like a two hour gap between flights, so I had a moment to actually have a quality meal. Note to self at the Dallas Fort Worth Airport Terminal D, which are international flights less people everybody has more time i will say that i ate a it's place your style. yeah <laughs> there was a place <laughs> where i should they should have <laughs> like massaged my feet maybe done my hair no i'm just kidding um she's not kidding uh but they uh i ate at a place that i uh i kind of regret it was a sit down it's a standard i'm not going to call them out because i don't want to be rude but it's a mexican restaurant that's in every airport okay uh, I was disappointed. I wanted my first like real meal. <laughs> yeah. What did you eat? I had um what did I have? Oh, I had breakfast taco. A breakfast taco. Okay. And I asked specifically for like fresh jalapenos and a couple of other things. Well, you're in the airport, they're not gonna so accommodating. This guy was actually really, really kind. Um, I don't do drip coffee very often. That was a shocker. And uh <laughs> felt <laughs> goodness felt like i could have had 42 <laughs> glasses um but yeah i mean then i got on the plane then i felt okay. really gassy because i think they snuck in some i did find a piece of bacon oh. in my like they a little a little mm-hmm. little little tiblet it snuck in on the grill snuck that in on right the grill there. and there were some also some green peppers which as i said earlier restricted diet i do not eat anything red or green peppers so i was gassy the whole flight Gassy. Eight hours. <laughs> if, if anybody knows Amber, Amber's very concerned about the gassiness quality of our foods. Nobody wants and to feel bloated and gassy. It's true. And j- so just f- for warning, <laughs> if you ever eat a dish that has beans in it, Amber will tell you that that is a gassy meal. For some people, and let me say for the record too, that beans don't make me gassy. It's the, uh, I just feel like that's for the general public. <laughs> <laughs> so you're watching out for everybody. I see. Yeah. Okay. Green peppers, totally different story. I get it. Yeah, the airport. I always go to the smoothie place. 
Uh, and get something, maybe. Yeah, because real you quick. love fruit. Sure, I do eat a lot of fruit. Tons of carbs. And this is interesting because we've been having a conversation lately um, between a couple of people on Instagram. I'm not going to bust out any names here for sure, but um, a person basically talking about the fruitarian diet and eating exclusively basically plant-based fruit and some vegetables, um, eating 90% of carbs, maybe 80% carbs, and watching their insulin needs now dip below 30 units per day, mm. which is astounding for people who ever check their daily pump usage. That is low. That's a very low insulin amount. And we're talking about people in like the 25 range. Um, I eat a, you know, I eat a vegan diet and I, I take anywhere between like 30 and 38 per day. And this person has pushed all the way down and they exercise frequently but um lots of fruit so it kind of goes against convention and yeah welcome to the neighborhood yeah let's take it let's take a moment to pause okay we're gonna pause we'll be back in a second dog right. fight is over <laughs> <laughs> all right so the dogs are out all right so we were talking about food low carb or high carb oh, diets you were talking about the fruitarian and there's a we're, we're doing a podcast on this at some point we're, we're going to have to talk to people about it because I can feel it too. Her theory is that the less fat you eat in your diet, um, especially, you know, like say oils that are cooked into food, the lower your blood sugars are. She says once she's removed fats, she has not seen the uptick in big meals afterward. It's very interesting. I know this is this sounds completely foreign to people, uh, but if it works for someone, I'm willing to check it out and see what's going on. Um, As in interview them or you want to try it yourself? Maybe try it myself, but I need to get the specifics from her as to what she's doing and then give it a go and see if it can actually be affordable to make it happen. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see. All right. So if I'm also in the airport and uh, want to eat, I'll go to Qdoba. You know, like one of those burrito bowl well, spots. Yeah. Would you do that? I would totally do that. And let me yeah. just say that um, with the chaos of, uh, it, it doesn't matter, but I, I, I didn't feel like any of that was available in the it's area hard. that Sometimes I was in. Sometimes you get stuck in parts of the airport where you just don't have stuff like that. Well, and two parts of the airport that I was in were incredibly packed and they had a lot of construction. And it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. but um, going McDonald's. home. Yeah. Uh, McDonald's and Starbucks were the only options yeah. that were just readily available in every single port. And, um, yeah, I'll just, uh, I can deal with it when I need to. I would never eat at McDonald's, but Starbucks I can handle. Okay. So, uh, another question about airplanes. When they, when the stewardess comes by, ask you what you're going to drink. It's a long flight. What are you getting? Well, I start with, depends on where I'm going this one because of the woman next to me which is awesome like if you're going to a tropical place you're getting a mai tai right no i'm not getting a mai tai (laughs) only because amber does not do fruity drinks i don't do fruity fruity i don't like sweet shit uh i would i did the woman next to me we both enjoyed vodka sodas so we both had vodka soda and then we split a can of cranberry and so okay yeah okay if not i would do a red wine okay Always water, and I was kind of pissed this time because yep. when I hydrate hard, yep. and I the kicker is let me just throw this out there to you that are traveling at an early time um, because I had to be at the airport at three thirty. None of the ki- nothing's open, and so I brought an empty water bottle to fill once I got there mm-hmm. because I can't imagine being Good on call. any flight without tons of water. Totally agree. So, yeah, there's your travel tip. I don't know if you feel this way, but days that you make a commitment to stay hydrated, I feel. That I have better command of my body in general 
which also in turn means better command of my blood sugar. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Like whenever you're well hydrated, it's everything just seems more in balance. And, and so that's critical. Always bringing an empty water bottle on a flight and refilling it up. Yeah, and taking on a liter every time you get onto a flight and drinking that whole thing before you get off. Well, and the stewardess, yeah. I think at one point were getting pissed because I asked that the water that they are just pouring um, into the little, what I would say is a nine ounce wine glass. You know, I, I drink a lot of water and I want it. So I said, yep. would you just sell me one of those big bottles of water? And no. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to keep dinging the bell because <laughs> I want more water and just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally get it. You got to ask for what you want, and it's uh, it's a service they provide. I always do the club soda. I, I love club soda on the flights. Just load up, just drink a water. ton of that stuff. I don't drink club soda really anywhere else, hmm. except if it's the, uh, the Perrier. The Perrier. Grapefruit edition. Yeah. yeah. I scored some of that on my gas station excursion today. That stuff's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so that I think that just about wraps up the airplane airport edition of the show, but... Now we're here. We're in Hawaii. You've got a lot of uncertainty around you. What kind of attitude you feel like you've brought into this trip in regards to blood sugar and, and especially in comparison to maybe past trips? Um, there's been a wee bit of anxiety. About? Uh, being in the sun all day. Okay. And I have been mindful of uh, full day of sun a day like a break yep. mind you i'm wearing tons of sunscreen and made a joke the other day about wanting to smell like a coconut because <laughs> the stuff i brought was like sporty and you're gonna go out and run a mile i'm not running a mile i'm laying by the beach i want to smell like a coconut so you went <laughs> and bought suntan lotion that <laughs> yeah, smelled like a coconut yeah. hey it some was like be- spf 50 or something yeah like. it was 50 i'm like and i'm big on with a family history of skin cancer um i want to be able to enjoy my time in the sun but not regret anything so likewise likewise but with new foods how have you done in regards to that you haven't do you ever take pause before you eat a meal oh uh, yeah and last night when i was at fleetwoods which is uh, a really cool restaurant in lahaina that's on um, front street which is fleetwood max i mean like yeah make uh, fleetwoods restaurant yeah it was awesome sat at the bar had a gl- nice glass of wine um and I ended up getting a salad that was to die for. Nice. And I got actually a salad and then a poopus? Poppus? How do you say? P-U-P-U-S. Uh, poopoos? Poopoos. Um, which is an appetizer. <laughs> somebody, if somebody knows that. how to say that, please put it in the show notes for us. Um, but anyway, it was this one scallop with a risotto. And it was delicious. Solid. So, and I will say, and I just want to, I'll be quick with this tangent. When I walked up, there there's an uh, there's like a kiosk essentially um after you pass the artist doing some stuff and um where you can look at the menu before you decide to go upstairs because it's an adventure i mean it's there's a gift store there's all kinds of stuff going on and um the, the woman who was sitting there young lady i should say uh made a comment about my tattoo she noticed the cross and she said oh what's that about i was like oh i'm a high point diabetic and that's just my medical alert because i don't like the shitty jewelry and she rambled on about her stepdad or dad being a diabetic and so we talked about that briefly and i feel like at that point then she thought i had a disability and decided to escort me upstairs <laughs> to the bar area which is where i wanted to have dinner and nice. uh, and hey, said that they would out. gladly yeah provide me with a list of carbohydrates or bring the chef out should i have any questions wow. so kudos That's to the restaurant cool. and to That's that young lady cool. and i'm sad that i don't i didn't recall her name but um 
oh. that they would accommodate me in any way that I needed. So. Oh, that's real cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had a similar experience there earlier oh, this summer. Really? Yep. I, I decided to drop in one night just by myself. Looked like a cool place to, to grab a bite to eat. So I uh, was on the way up to the bar just to sit down, you know, and grab a meal. And I, I saw the hostess and I, I asked her if they had anything uh, that was vegan oriented on the meal or on the uh, on the menu. Right. She was like, yeah, we do actually. Um, and it was incredible. It was this squash dish. Oh. Uh, that was in, it was great. Well, they also um, had cauliflower. I noticed like a roasted yeah, cauliflower. cauliflower. I think I, there was some, I think there I was some roasted on. cauliflower in there too. Yeah, but it was an incredible dish. I loved it. It was uh, it was great. It was a big splurge for me being out here on a serious budget. It was <laughs> yeah. one of my big meals. It was not a cheap meal, that's for sure. Oh man, it was a big time meal for sure. So I, I nestled up in the bar and grabbed an IPA and, and enjoyed that, and uh, found out that she was vegan too, and had a reason to stop by and talk to her besides her being pretty cute, you know. <laughs> so it was uh yeah, it was cool. It was it was a good time. I didn't realize that, time, that no she was at that Fleetwood. I mean, she was at Fleetwood. That was the Fleetwood chick. Wow. Yeah. Oh, God, no. Yeah. Putting it all together. And so being out here, you eat a ton of fruit, okay? I mean, we're talking about papaya everywhere. These apple bananas. I know it's as one kind of fruit. They're called an apple banana everywhere, too. Um, mangoes everywhere. Which is a smaller everywhere. banana. It's Just, like half yeah, the size. Smaller banana, a little bit more flavor. So how have you done, and pineapple, too, all over the place, right? Yeah. Um, fresh fruit growing everywhere, guavas everywhere. Um, you can just pick this stuff anytime. So how have you done with that? Have you decided to venture into more fruit territory since it's out here? I haven't yet, but today I went it's to... It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, I ha- yeah it's... it's uh, And especially when you're in a resort setting, it's a different ball game. Yeah, totally. So I'm just yeah. continuing to choose healthy options. And today, my in this Airbnb situation, my I was super excited to go to the grocery store. That sounds yep. crazy. Yep. But uh, yeah, I got snacks and things that are com- like, and Ryan, it makes me sound, I'm, I'm sad because it makes me sound like I'm in a rut that these are the things that I choose, but the same things. It's a certain comfort for us though, to know what's going to happen when you put a certain food in your body. I think every once in a while, especially totally when you're it. on a 10 day vacation, having that one day of actual stability, like tonight I'm going to eat mixed greens and yeah, and uh, some tabbouleh. <laughs> yeah. You know, what if you have two standard meals a day? And then you have one meal that is completely off the grid, totally Hawaiian, totally trip-oriented. Well, and you I know? think Because you have the chance here, too, because you're in Hawaii. It's still in the United exactly. States. You can get anything else you want to. I would never order, which sounds crazy because it's still good, but I would never order risotto. And so last night, I teetered oh. hardcore. I wanted the scallop, but I didn't want the risotto, and I didn't want to be like a total ass to say here. Because they prepared this dish, and it's supposed to complement. And um, I understand that. And so... Uh, Anywho, yeah. And I'm trying all kinds of new fish, different types of, and I've asked the staff in each situation, how would you, how would you like this? Mm-hmm. Yep. Just to kind of branch out. So. Oh, yeah. I'm open. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I've been surprised by, not necessarily surprised, but pretty pumped about the amount of uh, vegan oriented options on all the menus here. There's always, no matter what the restaurant is, some kind of plant based option on the menu. There's no doubt. It's I've noticed so that in fresh. so many of the restaurants. And two, they pub- they put that outside so it's clear that there are vegetarian and vegan options. Yep. And um, I think that's great. It's a really nice movement. Yeah. Here there's Which a place called so Choice Health mm-hmm. uh, Food Bar. Choice Food Bar. It's it's nuts. Food is incredible Which is there. so weird too because of this community in particular, their focus on like pork. Mm-hmm. I will say for the, well, I don't know what, how to say this, but... 
chicken is not really an option, not as much as of an option. There's, Definitely not. I would say tofu, maybe Trump chicken. There's lots of pork, and yep. there's fish. Totally. Spam every once in a while. Um, and there, are, there's a ton of boar on the island that are oh, wild. Yeah. So I, I don't, I, I don't, I can't speak for the history specifically, but yeah, pork is a big deal around here. And one of the things that the local Hawaiian uh, people eat pretty standard as a fast food option is the plate lunch. So What's I don't know if you've lunch? seen that anywhere, but you see it on windows at different restaurants. Quick plate lunch, plate lunch here, plate lunch. And basically it's just a, it's a plate and there's like one vegetable dish served up uh, and then macaroni and cheese, rice, and then a huge serving of pork. Oh my God. On a dish. And so it's like, think of a plate. Yeah. And so you get that and then you take off with it and the prices are usually really reasonable for people. So it's something uh, that is very common. And I think in this health movement, because Hawaii struggles a little bit with some chronic disease issues. Um, I, I think they're looking at ways to incorporate healthier foods in different spots. And I can't speak to the specific struggle that goes on here, but um, I think we can all relate. I mean, as a country, we um, are we need to make changes because what we're doing is not working. And so Hawaii is starting to do that too. Well, let me ask you really quick because when I was at ABC store, I asked my Airbnb um, host... Like, I just wanted to grab a bottle of wine and, uh, you know, just some snacks, basically, for the re- my time here. And she's, right. she gave me a couple of options, so I popped it over to ABC because it was closer. And um, I couldn't, I could not wrap my mind, I could not purchase stuff at the gas station. And I seriously, I'm sure they thought I was challenged because I stood at the section to where there was, like, pre-made sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And um, cheese and a couple of other things. And I think it's the same company, like the Quick Plate. Because there were three or four different options with right. that title, and then here's what it is. So yep, yeah, plate lunches. It's a big, big deal, huge deal. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So yeah, before we uh we finish this thing up, we gotta talk about the departure aspect. Yeah, the departure. Okay, both of us. I'm leaving in a week and a half. You're leaving in a week. Basically a week, and we're both taking red eyes back and land in Oklahoma City in the AM. So, 8 a.m. Yeah. What do you think? What are you thinking about? Any anything diabetes related? You gonna try to eat dinner before you hop on the flight? You gonna wait until you're in the flight to eat dinner? What I, I mean, know. what kind of things are you thinking about? I really feel like my goal would be to eat a really good meal before I get into the airport. I have to be in the airport two hours early. I've got to turn my rental car in an hour and a half before that. So I feel like what I right now what I'm leaning towards is the ridiculous planner is that I'll eat a good lunch, maybe save half of a sandwich or something. Yep. Uh, and then be able to eat that in the airport prior to getting on the plane. My goal is to, and that's, I think the trip back is seven hours, not eight. Then, um, yep. uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Amber's, uh, getting distracted with some of the noises that are in the house that's noises behind us. Noises and smells. Yeah, the smells. And there's also uh, lizards and geckos that keep moving in the trees right yeah. next to us. They keep rustling the leaves. So, yeah. yeah. Right Maybe you so. can catch some of that. Yeah. And then when I roll into Dallas, it'll be breakfast time. I'll try to choose a little bit wiser than the last go around and stay up through. Yeah. 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 My it'll flight, be a hard transition. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. For sure. Yeah, because whenever I land in Oklahoma City, it's going to be basically 3.30 a.m. back here. So, talking oh, about zombie yeah. status. Yeah. 
it's going to be in having completely acclimated my sleep schedule now to this time zone it's going to be pretty interesting yeah but uh, yeah just roll with it see what happens take insulin don't take insulin test your blood sugar a lot watch your cgm <laughs> i will say and we'll see that, what happens and we yeah. i know we both harp on this on a regular basis is that i have i've tested my blood sugar way more than usual just because oh yep i I'm, just want to make sure i don't want to be the crazy totally get I that i don't want to have any and i'm really happy so far with how everything has turned out i think it's been good yeah i agree <clears throat> it's been a pretty smooth trip um yeah uh, do you mention oh yeah i'd like to also talk a little bit more about the surfing and what the blood sugar oh, component yeah. of it is um I, whenever i first got here i had to decide whether or not i wanted to take my pump into the water with me right or not and that's you know it seems like it's not that big of an issue but depending on where your blood sugar is at sometimes you want to have your pump there to give that little bit of consistent insulin mm-hmm. for a little while and sometimes you don't so about 50 percent of the time i've actually taken my pump completely into the water with me which is against medtronic's official water resistance uh, <laughs> protocol but it's worked uh, the pump is held strong the cgm doesn't get the reading through the water so it'll say weak signal and it'll go out but as soon as i get uh, back to the shore i'll just say find lost um find lost sensor and it'll pop back in immediately That's interesting and uh yeah the the blood sugar readings from the past will be there so i'll still be able to see what my blood sugar does so that being said my blood sugar absolutely tanks when i'm out there um, i can take my pump off i think i told you about this other yeah. day i went in at two i think 211 the other day got in the water took my insulin pump off got out uh, two hours later with no insulin for two hours and was at 75 wow nothing nothing do so, you ha- do you have one of those like fitbits or whatever to say how many steps or how far you're do- what, what, I don't. what do you i mean i'd be curious and i think that'd be a great thing for you to and maybe we both need one to in times like that it would be interesting yeah we could play with that no doubt for me like with tennis and things like that something a foreign sport that you don't really realize how what you're what you're putting your body through you how don't to totally gauge don't. things and this whole swimming surfing thing is a completely new element for me yeah so anyone who does swimming I'd love to hear from you uh, because I think that is is an immensely challenging cardiovascular sport and my blood sugar uh, goes down quickly, no doubt. So I need a buffer before I go in. I think going in, I'm comfortable if I'm above 175. If I'm below that and I've got any any, uh, insulin on board, I can almost guarantee I'll probably be low in the first 30 minutes. Pretty quick, for sure. Yeah. Well, and I also want to throw out, there was something that Mitch made me think of... um Ah, lost it. You know, I guess I could probably just pack a snack too in my well, board shorts. What? And just eat pack a, snack? a cliff bar in my in my board shorts. That's not that crazy. You just bust it out. Oh, I know what I was going to say. So Ryan and I went for a sh- short excursion. He was going to show me a a new beach or whatever. And so I'm thinking remote as in nobody else is there, but it was a rocky, super rocky path. We get up there, there's some locals hanging out didn't necessarily feel welcome in my mind long story short one of the guys gets a, comes around the corner and decides to jump off this large rock boulder i don't yeah. know what it's called oh, and yeah. we don't really know and his friends when his friend's saying you better say a prayer and this is a large <laughs> man i'm thinking holy <laughs> shit what is going on and he does it survives and ryan's like i gotta do this gotta so do i hope to god i go proud him doing this and uh and my question was, are you going to unhook? Do you take your pump off? For that? 
Absolutely. Yeah, if I'm going to go that deep into the water with that kind of impact off of, I'd say probably a 25-foot yeah, cliff. Yeah, good size. Yeah. It was a good size, but it wasn't crazy high. I'm taking my pump off. It's not worth it, too. And I, I think the pump component comes in. If it's just going to be a short second, it's not a big deal. I can take it off. But if I was going to go hang out in the water for a long time, I'd consider leaving it on. But again, like I talked about for surfing, it just depends on the situation. Right. Yeah. And going back to for somebody who gives shots, I didn't. I would never have to think about that. <laughs> I could literally just... True. Drop my clothes and jump. And go. Which not that I mean it was a fuck. Excuse me. It was a five second, a five second difference. But but it's it's your brain not having to use any resources for that. Yep. Um, But to go back on the surfing stuff. Yeah. Then you wouldn't have the ability to shut off insulin. Right. To go into the water. So it's it. Sorry about the way that show ended, guys. Uh, We just finished up. Uh, I think we may have missed the last minute or so of Amber and I's conversation about leaving Hawaii. But you guys didn't miss much. I promise you that. Just all of our diabetes uh, management secrets, which is nothing because we've spilled our guts to you. All right, so now it's time to finish the podcast. All right, Amber, do you know how to leave a review for a podcast you love? I do. You do? I do. Do you think other people should know about it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Okay, good. Senior geekiness. senior, Senior geekiness. Okay. So go to iTunes on your computer. Go to the iTunes store. Search Diabetes Daily Grind. Click on our show, then click ratings and reviews. Okay, just do that. That's all you have to do. Get there, and then leave a review. Okay, the iTunes review of the week this week. Our favorite came from some guy recently by the name of Life is Good. Okay, life is pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah, life's great. Yeah. All right, here's the review. It's labeled Real Diabetes Support. Okay, these two are warriors on the diabetes path. I like how they've approached diabetes outside of the traditional count your carbs approach. Looking forward to the next one, guys. Hashtag T1 Power. How about that? That well, makes me really happy. I think that makes me a little bit excited. Yeah. And he's even got a hashtag for us. Does he get a t-shirt? This dude's getting a t-shirt. You know how he gets the t-shirt? When we make him? Oh, okay. First, we have to make the t-shirts. But <laughs> whenever he actually sends us an email, if this is you, that's if you've right. ever had a review that's been recognized, send us an email, info at diabetesdailygrind.com and we'll send you a shirt. All right. If you'd like to hear us talk, we love it when people also subscribe on iTunes. Basically the exact same process we described. Um, just get the podcast app on your iPhone, then search Real Life Diabetes Podcast in the app. Hit subscribe. You can also find that on any of the other ones too, like Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, we're everywhere. And let me just say really quick, if you have an eight-hour uh, flight, listening to the podcast back-to-back is not a bad, not a bad gig. Yeah, yeah. We can lull you to sleep. Oh, yeah. Pretty quickly. Yeah, we're really good at that. Really good for that. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Please do on your next flight. So now, it's time for us to wrap it up. Amber's going to go grab a Bloody Mary and order some Cabana Boy around the pool out here in Hawaii. And it's time for me to take a break for the surf. You got anything to share, Amber, before we take off? Um, I, uh, what is that? M A H. O-L-A, Mahalo. 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 Is that goodbye? That means thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for listening. That's good enough, too. All right, everybody. Live aloha. Hang loose from Maui. Later. Diabetes is a
daily grind, it's a daily grind Grind and grind and grind and grind Didn't get this disease By eating too much candy Sugar, it ain't a pager, it's a pump But when I'm jonesing, it comes in handy Tell me, sugar mama, what's your A1C? Are you into endocrinology? Pricker is a pricker and the pumping is pumping Beats like Wilford Brimley keep coming But, officer, I ain't been drinking My blood sugar is low Bolo some insulin to get it all in, you know I'm counting carbs And my calories burning Pricker to the finger to deliver the prick Wake up tomorrow and it starts again, but It's a daily grind, it's a daily grind